Welcome, pool guys and gals, to the Let's Talk About Pools podcast, where your host, Lauren Broom, will take a splash into many topics in the pool industry to educate all aquatic professionals. Listen in, and you just might be surprised what you'll learn. So let's jump right in. Hello, everybody, to the Let's Talk About Pools podcast. And today in Season 2, Episode 33, special roundtable episode on female pool professionals. I have a great group of ladies here. Um, Andrea Nanini, Jules Johnson, Heather Linton, and Kristen Mello. And we just had a great discussion about women and females as pool professionals in the industry. And I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. It was a very special episode uh, for me, and I hope it is for you guys as well. And I want to say thank you to my podcast sponsor, Vito Mariano with Basecrete and Blu-ray Etzel as well. Thank you so much for continuing education in the pool industry through the podcast. So let's jump right in, as I always say. I want to say thank you very much to Basecrete and Vito Mariano uh, for being a podcast sponsor today, and he's a continued podcast sponsor. Thank you for upholding education in the pool industry through the podcast. And if you guys ever need to know anything about bonding concrete or concrete, this is your company. This is your person you want to talk to, Vito Mariano. They know everything about waterproofing concrete. He is the top person to talk to. So I really highly encourage you to reach out to Basecrete. Look them up on the website. They have a website. And they're just wonderful people to talk to. He is a wonderful person. And I just, again, want to say thank you for being an awesome podcast sponsor. So let's jump right into our episode, guys. Welcome, everybody, to the Let's Talk About Pools podcast today. And on my special roundtable episode today, I have four wonderful ladies from the pool industry that are awesome pool professionals. And we're going to be talking about uh, females in the pool industry and the aquatic industry and what's great about it and what's tough about it. And we're just going to have a great conversation today. But first, I want to start off by uh, introducing everybody here. And some of you are going to recognize some of these names if you're active on social media. So I'm going to start with Kristen Mello. Hi, Lauren. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing good. Thanks. So, so tell us a little bit about you and your company and where you're located. And We're located in Somerville, South Carolina. Um, we mostly do service and repair. We're just opening up our first retail location. And we've been, my husband's been in the industry for 25 years. So we've had the company itself for about four years. And it's doing really well. I'm really, I'm really proud of, you know, what we've accomplished in such a short amount of time. But, um, we work with several builders. Um, we install their equipment. We do their startups for them. Um, we travel all over the Southeast for our one commercial builder, um, doing his startups for him as well. So we've, we've got a, a pretty, pretty busy, pretty busy schedule, but I enjoy it. I really do. Awesome. Next, I'm going to introduce a, a popular name that everybody knows. Everybody knows Andrea Nanini on, uh, on social media. 
She's a great, great, great TikTok videos and the whole nine yards. So tell us a little bit about you, Andrea. Hi, thanks for having us. Um, thanks for having us all on the show. Um, yeah, so I'm Andrea. Um, I'm in South Florida. Uh, I have my own company, but right now I'm working for somebody. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't have like a super long intro, but you know, I've been in the industry for like 20 years almost. So um, I know a little bit about everything I would say. So yeah, and you're, a a po- you're doing podcasting as well. I do. I have the, yeah, we have the talking pools podcast, um, me and my co-host Rudy Stankowitz, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's been a fun adventure for sure. Yeah. It keeps you busy. And my understanding is, uh, the next person I'm going to introduce is Heather Linton from Texas. And you're also podcasting with on what hump day, I think it is Wednesday, right? Hump days with Heather. Yeah. So you're busy working in the industry, but also uh, a podcaster as well in our industry. So it's awesome. Yes. Yes. My first one gets released Wednesday. So we'll see how I how I go with that. <laughs> Mine's going to be a little bit different than Andrea and Rudy's because it's like little snippets. Um, I want to do something a little bit different, like straight to the point. But I'm Heather. Hi, everybody. I um, own Swim Carefree with my husband, Chris. He got me in the industry, um, I don't know, in 2007, 2008, somewhere around that area. And he's been in the industry a lot longer than I have. He started with building pools with Blue Haven back in early 2000s. And I was working in auto shop fixing cars. So complete different fields. And he wanted to start his own business because we work with some pretty janky people here in DFW. And yeah, he's kind of taught me everything that I've known and I'm still learning to this day. And you're located in Texas, right, Heather? Yep. We're in Dallas. Awesome. Uh, and that was where we just had the uh, international pool and spa patio, yep. show, right? Yeah. Was there the whole time. <laughs> so you had a good party there, right? Oh yeah, we did. It was a blast. <laughs> Was anything like the Orlando pool show last year? Orlando with Jeff was just so much of a hoot. I love Jeff. He's a hoot. So that was that was a lot of fun. I was there was, too. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And Jeff has already hit me up. Like, we're going to go here, here, here. I'm like, okay, done. Just God, I just got to bring, I got to bring Advil or something for afterwards. <laughs> I'm going to miss that popular booth from last year. That's not going to be there this year. The yeah. lounge, the lounge yeah. booth. That, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> All right. And our last uh, guest that I'm going to interview is Jules Johnson. And she's uh, all the way in California out there. So it's pretty early over there for her. And she's looking great, by the way. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Hi. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for having me, Lauren. Um, I am Julie Johnson, but you might know me better as Jules the Pool Girl. Um, I've been in the industry for coming up on six years now, so I'm still kind of green in a lot of things. I, uh, I don't do field work, although I have gone on ride-alongs. I'm actually the operations manager for a swimming pool supply retail service, monthly service, and repairs. We don't do any building. Um, so I do pretty much everything under the sun to help the company run. Uh, I also inundate my, inundate my free time with um, classes um, all available online or certifications. I'm a certified pool and spa operator. I'm also a certified 
um, algae eradication and prevention specialist. Um, and I am a columnist. I write for several different companies and uh, write blogs and articles for them. And a lot of them end up being a learning experience for me because it's not something I'm familiar with. So I get to share my knowledge and also grow my knowledge at the same time. That's, that's awesome. And I've read a lot of your articles. They're very good, Jules. Well, thank you. I, mean, I actually, you're, you're writing for me now. Yes, I actually have kind of tried to brand myself as Jules of Plural because I, I adore writing. It's my passion. So it's actually a great second job for me. And I uh, even uh, got a website, com, where people can um, hire me from and see some of my work on there. We're all in different areas doing different things, aren't we? It's awesome. And I, I wish I could write as eloquently as you, Jules. When I write, it's so fact-driven. It's hard for me to take that whole biology thing out of me. It's like I want everything fact-driven. It's never like a story. You can't read it like a story like how you write, Jules. So oh, thank pre- you. You've got to know your audience. <laughs> yes. I got to start being more fluid. I don't know. All right. So what I'm going to bring this question before you guys and, and we'll try to go one at a time or a conversation. So uh, what, what is it like to be a female professional in the pool industry guys? And I guess I'll throw this back at Jules. We'll go in the opposite direction. Well, uh, for me, it was uh, something I kind of fell into. Uh, I hear that a lot. Um, I uh, started at Leslie's. Don't shoot me. That was just what was close to my home when I first moved here. And I thought I would just be ringing up pool floats and toys. I had no idea how intricate this industry is. I also didn't know that I'd found my calling. Uh, my biggest problem has been taken seriously um, by my team members. Uh, I was in management almost immediately. And I now, um, I got headhunted away from Leslie's and now run Mission Pool and Spa Supplies. And it's just getting my 98% male staff to respect me, uh, to, to take my orders and to understand that while I'm not physically in the field, it doesn't necessarily mean that I don't have the knowledge that they do or, or more even because I am book smart, so to speak. Maybe not street smart, but book smart. And I hope to increase my uh, field experience as the years go on. But um, I would say that has been my greatest challenge. I've actually had customers walk in when I'm standing next to my coworker whom I just hired, who is totally green, and they will start talking to him and not me, or they'll come in and I'll start to help them. And they'll be like, is is there a manager here? And I'm like, yeah, me, you know, I'm standing right here. Uh, so for customers to a lot of the old timer customers that have been, you know, owning a pool 25, 30 years, they're a little wary of my advice, but normally I can win them over with my personality, my jokes, although they're all pretty much bad dad jokes. Um, and uh, eventually my knowledge and my uh, immediate supervisor is very supportive and he will not allow them to go to him. They'll say, no, she knows what she's talking about. Listen to her. And I really appreciate that support. And that's a great, great backup to me. So. Awesome. All right. Same question at you, Heather Linton in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I do building and remodeling. So my clientele is a little bit different um, than most of y'all's. I was doing repairs and maintenance and remodeling, but we kind of got away from that. I'm a little bit more harsh than most of the ladies that I know because I'm very direct and to the point. 
when I have a client that wants to treat me differently because of my gender, I just lash back at them. And I'm like, sure, I can get a guy here. No problem. Whom I've trained. And when he screws up because he doesn't know this area, I don't want you calling me back. And at that point, they're like, oh, well, okay, never mind. You know, I didn't, I didn't know. Or I think the the last one that we went out to was with my husband and I, we did a remodel estimate for this gentleman. And I, I lead all of the conversations and hubby just kind of stands there and jumps in on stuff that I'm not, you know, familiar with like electrical. I don't do field work with electrical. I will fry a pump, done it, won't do it again. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, because I, I cross leads, you know, I don't know hot from load, you know, and, and I'm still learning. He's, you know, he still teaches me. But for the most part in our industry, it, it's just so hard that people want to view like when I was in automotive, it was the same thing. It's a man driven field. And to try to reach into that field as a woman, whether it be automotive or any contractual business, because most contract business is all men. It's hard to to gain that respect. But as women, we have to not be subjective to that and we have to demand that respect. And I found the way to demand that respect is to stand firm and and talk as if you for sure know. And if you don't, it's okay to say, hey, shit, I don't I don't know. Let me find out for you. I do that. You know, now, if I'm not sure, I'll pop on the phone with one of my reps or whoever, you know, I feel is best to answer that question and be like, hey, I'm with client so-and-so. How do I answer this correctly? And we have a conversation about it. And that helps us learn. And that helps everybody in the industry. I think for us, it's just men just view us. And I've had women do this to me as well. Where, and I'm, I'm kind of this way. I can't, you know, I'm kind of subjective myself in that because most of the time, if I can tell that your knowledge is not where I am in whatever I'm trying to hire, I don't care what sex you are. I'm going to go to somebody else because I feel like if you're hiring a company, it doesn't matter what gender you are. You just have to have that knowledge. Right. And that's where we need to change as a society to start recognizing gender is not knowledge based. Right. So it's kind of where I am. I love that. That's great. Yes. I, I, I love that too. And you're, 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 you're like direct and a lot of times I'm very direct. And sometimes I am that way as well. It just depends on what it is and what we're talking about. It sometimes I'll decide not to be, it just depends on the moment and what's going on. But oh, yeah, that's what everybody works with me. They're like, Heather, you're just too damn direct. Sometimes I don't care. I'm like, if it's going to hurt your feelings, I don't care. I, I, I don't put emotion with my conversation. I, I ex nay that out. I'm not an emotions girl. And I think that's what helps me. I don't care if it hurts your feelings. I don't care. You know, you're either going to like it or you're not. Well, and people know what to expect that way. You know, yeah. they, they know who you are and what to expect when you're talking to them. Yep. All right. Same question out to Andrea. Um, so, I mean, I haven't had really any like horrible experiences, just minor things like um, one of the companies that I worked for previously, uh, there I was one of the only two female techs. Everybody else was a male. And I would get certain customers that would just complain about the stupidest thing, like just to make stuff up. Like one guy tried to say I poked a hole in his screen, which, you know, I didn't. So, you know, then they send the male tech. Oh, they don't want me anymore. They want somebody else. So they send the male tech out and the male tech is like, yeah chemicals are fine. Everything looked great. I have no idea what this customer's problem was. And they are fine with the male tech. Now, 
you know, could it have been just, they don't like me? Yeah, sure. Of course. But you know, it happens frequently or it did happen frequently when I was with that company anyway. But, and like Heather said, I get it from women sometimes too, where you show up to clean the pool and they don't, they have this expectation that you're not going to know how to handle problems other than how to vacuum the pool. So to touch on what Jules was saying, um, you know, you just got to demonstrate that knowledge that, and you can win them over by just proving to them that you know what you're talking about. You can open up a, a filter lid without help. You can open up a basket, you know, just basic things that people like think that maybe a woman might have trouble doing without help or not know how to do or be afraid to do even. Um, so yeah, I haven't had anything really crazy happen with that, but it's definitely out there. Yeah. So I love to touch on that, Andrew. It's so funny. Like when the women, you know, they're like, how do you know how to do this? I don't want you to touch it. I'm like, okay, you do it. Show, yeah. show me what the filter PSI is. And I literally recorded this client doing this. And I told her I was going to record it. It took her 45 minutes to find the filter PSI, what a filter PSI was. Wow. And I'm like, okay, now do you want to learn instead of just assuming that I don't know what I'm doing? And I, I build her for that too. She got mad, but nice. I'm like, I was like, sorry, you're wasting my time. Owner instruction. <laughs> Don't yeah. charge for it. Yep. Yeah. Point blank. Pull school one-on-one to show you where the filter PSI was. Exactly. <laughs> the industry, the industry, you know, it, 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 I'm seeing the shift there, you know, but it's slow to move sometimes in that direction for us female pool professionals. It's definitely better than it was 20 years ago or 10 years ago. I think a lot of professions for females have changed and have moved mm -hmm. forward, but it's been very slow. It's like a snail. And I yeah. think it's not just our industry. It's a lot of different occupations and jobs. It's very hard when you work with men in that same job and how we're looked at, because especially when we are moms, when we go home. Right. So they tend to kind of view us in that kind of way. It's kind of like that definition follows us and they can't see us as that equal worker to the male worker that's standing next to you. Just like Jules was saying, it's like they gravitate in a different way to the men than they do and speak to them differently mm -hmm. than the woman in the same position. And so even as a health inspector, I, I went through that, you know, where if I had, I was training a guy with me, they'd automatically think that the guy was like auditing me or something yeah. and that I was being followed around. I was like, no, 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 I'm training him. He's only been here four months. I've been but here. Yeah, I was going to say years. that, you know, I was going to say, or they think that he's training you or something like that. Like yeah. I just said, so. And I'm like, no, no, but I'm like, Heather, I'm like direct. And I go, no, I, I, cause I'm, I don't sugarcoat things. I tell my kids or anybody what needs to be heard sometimes because mm -hmm. you don't want to have that, like, you know, castle in the clouds type of scenario in their head of what they think it is. And it's not really what it is, you know? Yeah. So I'm with you, Heather, on that. <laughs> So and clients need direct. They have to have direct most of the time. So I, I kind of am passive aggressively direct. Um, any certification that I've achieved or any seminar or webinar that I've uh, attended and received a certificate for, I literally have like the wall of jewels up in the store. Aww, so that's cool. doing, and it's not a pride thing. It's for the customer's peace of mind. 
So if they are a little uh, wary or they walk in and they see a woman and I'm testing their water, answering their questions on their equipment or whatever it may be, um, I'll notice that they kind of look over there and can see that I've won awards and and um, and continuing my education. So I kind of let that wall speak for me sometimes when directness doesn't um, wouldn't, wouldn't be the best route. Yeah. You should and be proud of that, girl. She, she oh, I totally be. am. Mm-hmm. But that's not why I have it up. <laughs> <laughs> Edu- Education is a great part of this. Um, and we are s- slowly seeing, and this isn't a, like topic specifically with our, our podcast, but we are re- starting to slowly see professionalization of the pool industry. We're seeing apprenticeship programs popping up and we really need to be viewed as a whole like the plumber or the electrician or any other trade that somebody has come in. I mean, I view my air conditioning company when they come in that way, because I it's 95 degrees in my house and I want somebody to fix it. So you, you view anybody coming into your house to do something professionally, but for some reason, the pool industry is just not viewed that way. And we've allowed it to be that way as well. We all have to move in that direction. And that includes female pool professionals as well as part of that, you know, we need to make sure that we're all being viewed the same way as we professionalize the industry. And that that's all I'm going to add on that. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. And since we're on the same question and I didn't give Kristen a chance to answer yet. So Kristen Mello, the same question for you. Let's let you add your, uh, your thoughts. Okay. So as far as being a female in the industry, I really don't feel as if I was ever treated any differently or if I was ever, you know, looked down on, or as far as, you know, the other guys in the industry, the guys have been great in this industry for me. Um, as, and, I think it has a lot to do with confidence more than it does, you know, as like the other girls are saying, being direct and being assertive. It's more of the confidence in knowing what you're talking about, having the education behind you to stand up for yourself and, you know, not be viewed as just being, you know, bossy or, you know, to be seen as being an educated professional. I think that that is what has really helped me along in this industry. I've had the, you know, one or two, you know, customers that were just ignorant. They, they just, you know, old, you know, school people that would make comments, say certain things just out of their own ignorance. And it was more my fault and on me for letting it bother me than just looking at it as their own ignorance. And that was, you know, one of the things that I had to realize. I mean, I even had one customer that one of my females went out there and he looked at her and said, oh, well, I guess we're an equal opportunity employer now, aren't we? And she got really upset. And, you know, I, we eventually let the customer go because he was very, he was a different individual. But I feel like it's more when you let stuff like that get to you and you let stuff like that bother you, you become part of the problem. 
instead of just going over top of it and saying, you know, no, well, <laughs> you know, this is, this is my profession. This is what I do. This is what I know. And moving forward that way. So as far as it was really up until Atlantic City this past January that I even realized that I was a female in the pool industry. because That's when people started asking me about it with, you know, women's, you know, whatever month coming up in February, you know, women's business month or whatever they call it now, that people really started making a big deal about me being a female in the industry. Up until that point, I felt like I was just part of the team. You know, we're all, you know, a team in the industry. And I, I really didn't have those kind of, you know, focal points put forward because I just tried to make sure that everything that I do, I'm, I am my best at. I'm, I'm, you know, as far as the certifications, as far as the education, if there's something I don't know, I'm going to go out there and figure it out. I'm going to find out, you know, what it is that, where it is that I'm lacking and I'm going to improve upon it. So I think that, and I'm not afraid to ask questions either, you know, I'll call, you know, people in the industry and I'll ask questions, I'll call the manufacturers and, you know, try to learn as much as what I can so that this way, when I am out in the field and that type of situation presents itself, I have enough confidence in myself to be able to answer questions, to say things, to do things a certain way that there's no doubt as to whether or not I know what I'm doing. It's, it's so interesting to talk to all of you because you guys have got lots of time in the industry. You've experienced different things. Uh, obviously, we all experience different types of scenarios that have happened that form how we view things. But it's neat to go around and hear each of you with the different backgrounds, different areas of the country, and how we view things. And it's definitely need to hear what you had to say as well, Kristen. I'm glad we got signal back. <laughs> yeah, that was really. I, good. It's like you took like what Jules and and Heather and Andrea said and kind of combined it in a very eloquent way. Um, education is a big deal, you know. Having not like Jules, it's not to say that we're gloating about it. It's about you educate yourself so you can educate your customers. And while mm -hmm. you're out there, if you can educate the customer while you're out there, then I think that shows that you are knowledgeable and you're going to show them up without having to say anything to them. You know what I mean? Directly as you were kind and of that saying. applies to. Sorry, Lauren, that applies to federal tool pros, I think, too. If you, you have to back that up, you know, and be able to mm -hmm. hold your ground. And mm -hmm. like Kristen said, be confident in the knowledge that you're or whatever it is that you happen to be saying. Yeah. It, sure. I found even, you know, I, I, I was in the pool industry in a different segment than you guys, but it was, if I didn't know something, you didn't let the person know you didn't know it. You have such a way that you can cover yourself and say, you know what I need, I'm going to look, I'm going to look that up. I, I want to make sure before I tell you something, you know, it, it, I was dealing with rules and codes, but it was different. But it's that confidence to be able to know what you do, like Kristen said, learn everything. And if you know what you do and you, you then you're able to carry yourself in an industry that is male dominated, it really is. So there's yeah. if you look if you look at the people out there in the company's own, most of them are going to have majority are men working in it 
or owning those companies. So, you know, we're some of the few speaking up. There's a lot of women that are probably out there. They're pool professionals, but it's just like being on a conference call that I would be on. And you'd have the one person that would say what everybody else was thinking, but they're too scared to say it. And sometimes you have to have that person that speaks up kind of like Heather. Heather's our speaking up person. She's not. I get in trouble a lot for that. Yeah. And I had a a supervisor that did that. (laughs) She would be on a conference call that would have the state capital people on it. And she would be the one that would get in trouble. But we'd all be sitting in our offices thinking the same thing, but we're too scared to say it. You know, so sometimes you got to have somebody in the industry that's going to speak up for that group of people, you know? Yeah. Never be afraid and never be afraid to admit when you're wrong. I've learned that a long time ago. You know, my my co-books go with me, like you say, Lauren, you know, you follow it because in remodeling and building, you have to make sure that you're you're following all of the codes. Codes are changing on a daily basis and they go to the job sites with me and I can like pull it up at any given point in my electrical code book as well. And if you don't know, it's OK to say, I don't know, you know, don't don't feel ashamed by it. Just own up to it. And customers appreciate that a lot more. And then find out the answer, of course. Right. I totally agree with you. If someone comes in and asks me a question that I don't know the answer to, I admit it. And I say, you know, that's a really good question. No one's ever asked me that. Or um, I'll pull a book out from the counter and say, you know what, let's, let's, let's figure it out together. And I'll go around the other side of the counter and allow the customer to look with me and help me find whatever we're looking for. And then it becomes more of a unified experience. And it's yeah. not just me not knowing, it's me being willing to admit my limitations, but still offer my help to accomplish what their needs are. I, I like that, Jules. That's a good way to put it too, that unified team that teamwork between the customer and you. That's awesome because I think that makes them feel now like that you're not here up here and they're down here as the customer, like they're at an equal, kind of equal level with you while they're looking at it. I really like that. That almost could be applied to in the health department world as well for our inspectors. Inspectors should be out there battling the industry, but trying to work with the industry. I understand when they have to close things, but you try to work with them. It's not a battle. It shouldn't be a power grab. I'm, I can shut your pool down. That's not what public health and safety is about. So that's wonderful to that. I really like that one. I'm going to have to keep that in the back of my uh, tool bag back there, Jules. Very good. So so what do you think? And I'm going to go around again, but I'm going to start with Kristen this time because it looks like she's getting good signal. Um, (laughs) what do you think the industry could do to make it better or easier for female pool professionals? I don't know. I think that the females in the industry really need to have the idea that it's not so divided. Um, I really think that the industry itself gives a lot of opportunity for anybody who wants to be in the industry. So I, I, I think that not putting so much focus on it, to be totally honest with you, would be more helpful because then it wouldn't make it so divided. I think that they're really dividing things by putting as much focus on it as what they do. Um, You know, like I said, I really haven't had the same experience that a lot of the females have. I've, you know, my experience has been very different, but as far as, you know, the industry itself goes... I really think that just making sure that it's, it's known that the opportunities are there and that, you know, we're able to have, you know, the education to put behind us 
and that everybody in the industry, you know, more emphasizing the equality in the industry instead of the segregation, I think would, would help more than anything, you know, not, not dividing things. And, and I totally agree with that. And I, I see that segregation in the industry, not even just where maybe it's between male and females in the industry, but just in different factors of the industry with, you know, diff- so much competition and I can do this better than you. And so if we could change our industry overall, it would help this particular topic as well, not be so segregated, like you said, on. Yeah, it's and I feel like at times we do it to ourselves, you know, that we take offense to things that we should really just brush off our shoulder and keep moving forward, you know, like not, you know, it goes on both sides. It's not just, you know, the industry or the men in the industry or it's on us too. We need to just like let some stuff roll and chalk it up to ignorance, you know, more than anything, because if we don't, it's just going to get worse. So if we just kind of let some things roll, just keep moving forward and show what we're capable of. I think that we're going to gain more respect that way. I, I completely agree with that. That, that's a awesome. Thank you, Kristen. I think you're same. like my angel child, Kristen. I think you and I shared the same aura. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Andrea? Same question for you. How do you feel on that? Um, well, as far as what we can do, what the industry can do to make things better, um, we're already going in that direction. Um, I do like Kristen's point to not, you know, harp on it so much, not to like, you know, draw attention to it or you know, complain about it all the time, or even so my thing is, like I said, you know, with your other question, um, I haven't had a lot of bad things happen. And when things do happen, I try to not focus on, oh, they're just doing that to me because I'm a female or whatever reason. Um, But I do want to share a little bit of a story real quick. Um, So there are two, um, there are two Facebook groups, I think all of you are in both of them. So mine is the pool, uh, pool girl power group, which is just for the females to vent and like, you know, ask questions that they might not otherwise want to ask in some of the other industry groups, because those can be pretty crazy. If somebody asks a question, like I just said a minute, a minute ago, I'm in an argument about cyanuric acid levels, and I'll get back to that in a second. But um, the thing I wanted to point out was, um, so the pool industry, the pool girl pro industry training group, that was started by Kelly, who couldn't join us today. Um, mm-hmm. They actually started that group because they, her and Kelly and the other admin, one of the other admins had gone to a training and um, they were in there. And I guess some guy had come in late and walked and just grabbed the tools, not out of Kelly's hand, but out of the other woman's hand and, and just took the tools out of her hand and, and worked on it like she wasn't even there. Whoa. So that's their that was their motivation for starting that group. So that's something that I like, we definitely need to try to work or, you know, get that to stop happening. Um, so that's why, like I said, we have those groups. So it's just kind of a space to go. If somebody doesn't like posts, cause I've seen a lot of females just not want to post in any of these groups because of the backlash or the, you know, being talked down to or made to feel like you're stupid for even asking. Um, and then that goes, I'd like to touch on Lauren's point too, with the segregation between the different industries, but not only different, um, I mean, you know, like parts of the industry, like building and service, they're always mm-hmm. on board together. Um, but also regional too, like the cyanuric acid 
argument I'm in right now. Um, you know, this is how we do things in Florida. We're not, we, it's, so the post was about a hundred parts per million cyanuric acid level. And um, it, that's just normal for here. Nobody freaks out about that stuff. But I'm being talked down to like, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know what I'm talking about because they're saying a hundred parts per million is an imminent health hazard. I don't know if you agree with that or not, Lauren, but that's where I'm finding myself. So just a space where we can all just, you know, if it works for your pool, it works for your pool. You know, it's not because you do it this way in Colorado, I have to do it the same way in Florida. And that doesn't mean that I don't know what I'm talking about. It's just a completely different market, a completely different way of doing things. So just back to Lauren's point, uh, we just all need to chill. And Kristen's point, everybody chill. Yeah. Work together. (laughs) Let's try to work together, right? Educate each other. And we're a stronger force together than we are individually. Isn't it? Isn't that the truth? You know, we could be a great industry if we could all put all of our great minds together and network. Networking is awesome in this industry. If everybody's open to it, don't treat people, male, female, whatever, you know, like they're dumb or stupid. No, remember the old saying, no questions ever stupid to ask. And to your point, Andrea, what I have found now that I've taught CPO classes to people all over the country, it's regionally different on how things are looked at, chemicals that are used, like down here in Florida, nobody even knows when I teach class here what sodium bisulfate is. It's muriatic acid. Yeah, nobody in my area even knows what cal hypo is. I had to explain that it was chlorine. Right, right. And that they better not mix it with other chlorine types. <laughs> yeah. Sodium bisulfate is alkalinity up. You're thinking yes. sodium carbonate. Yeah. So, and sodium bisulfate will bring pH down. So it's like if you didn't have muriatic acid available, you could use sodium bisulfate. But regionally, things are different. Everybody's got to remember that. It, you mm-hmm. can't judge people like Andrea said. So same question out to you, Heather. So I think for me, it would just be to like increase recruitment and kind of improve retention in our industry as a whole, but more so, you know, for the women, because a lot of companies won't hire and teach the women because they don't think that they're strong enough or they can deal with it. Um, But companies need to acknowledge and remove gender bias from their work culture and start developing training programs and local mentorships, you know, with groups specific to our needs in our industry. Like I can't go chug a 150 pound bucket of shock and tabs like the guys can over, you know, so, you know, like hubby will do that for me if I need to. No problem. It's like lifting with one hand and I'm struggling with 100 pounds. Um, Include more women in their industry to, you know, encourage us to become role models for other people in our industry, not just the women itself, because with labor shortages and all that, you know, we need to develop more confidence in ourselves as well, because a lot of women in our industry don't have that confidence and break from that stereotypical, oh, she's a woman, she can't do it. You know, women bases and emphasize the impact, you know, except for, you know, certain things that stereotypicals, you know, happen. Um, we need to be able to, to let our opportunities in and happen and build trust with ourselves to be able to ask questions and be like, okay, I trust myself. But we also need to kind of keep our guard up in certain areas to set boundaries so we can learn to delegate and prioritize and be like, yes, I'm a woman, 
but I wind up with too many tasks and I don't know how to do it. And I don't feel confident going to my superior who's a male or whatever and being able to say, okay, I need help with that. And just be yourself, you know, first and foremost, just everybody in the industry needs to be themselves. We need to empower ourselves and we need to understand that we're in this together and we make a difference in general. Yes. We, we all have everything to, to, provide to the industry. I think women bring a unique perspective to the industry. We look Mm -hmm. at things differently than the men do. And I think the industry really needs it. Yeah. You know, they need us here, I think, you know, so I'm going to pose this to same question to Jules. Yeah. I really loved what all the ladies have already shared. Um, I completely agree. Um, I think that in a nutshell, we should just keep doing what we're doing uh, because we're starting to see the progression of women being, um, you know, like footholds or strongholds or whatever you want to call it in the pool industry. So what we're doing is working and that involves what we, I just, you know, we just chatted about having confidence in ourselves, uh, increasing our knowledge, uh, admitting when we're wrong, asking for help when we need it. That doesn't mean that that doesn't take away from our knowledge to admit we don't know something or we can't carry a hundred pound bucket. Um, and I think that not letting it bother us is excellent advice. Um, I stopped letting it bother me years ago, but um, at first it, it was a little raw. And I'm also okay if the customer is insistent to walk away and go back to my desk and let the male help him. And he'll just, the customer just ends up leaving without the knowledge that I had and maybe even a little bit more of. But I think that pressing forward as females in the industry and agree with uh, Heather on the recruiting recruiting aspect um, will be huge and uh, help the women in the pool industry movement, so to speak. Awesome. So any final thoughts from you guys before we end this conversation that we've started? I think we touched on a lot of amazing points and topics and we could probably go on hours talking about just our industry in general with stuff. I don't really have anything to, all of us have grown and we have done amazing things within our industry. Amen, sister. Our little, our little niches between writing Mm -hmm. and podcasting and representing (laughs) like Kristen. Thank you so much for that representation. Mm -hmm. We have strong women, Andrea before we have strong women that have represented. Um, it's awesome. And I look forward to meeting some of you at some point or another at a show sooner or later, because I'd love to meet you in person, Jules. Yes, absolutely. I It's always fun getting a hug from somebody that you don't really know, but you feel like you know. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, like exactly. Jules said, that social media piece has become so important for our industry to get us all together like we are right now, but also for other people that are not on the podcast that are going to listen to the podcast or read our articles or anything like that. I think that, like you said, we keep doing what we're doing and Mm -hmm. it's going to, and not segregate it and put a focus on it in a negative way. And we keep moving (laughs) forward, trying to keep it positive, no matter what negative happens, I think would be the best way to go. Thank you for being on the podcast today, ladies. Thanks for having me. Thanks for diving in today with the Let's Talk About Pools podcast. Be sure to follow us on our YouTube channel or our Facebook page. And feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so more aquatic professionals like you can learn about the show. We appreciate it, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Let's Talk About Pools podcast.